Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Um, so here we are at the third live stream. And uh, as you can see, well, for people that are watching this live or the YouTube version later on, I am wearing my Eagles cap. That's because my team is going to be in the Super Bowl on Sunday. And uh, I hope they win. That would be really nice. You know, I went through my whole life. You know, a long time as an Eagles fan. And then finally, five years ago, you know, they won their first Super Bowl. And uh, I never thought I'd have see an opportunity for a second one. But it's right around the corner here. So I really hope uh, it happens. It would be really, really fantastic if it does. But, uh, you know, I, there's something I wanted to bring up here. Uh, something I wanted to talk about regarding that. And uh, <clears throat> the, you know, you know, with the UFO situation, right? There's one thing that I and I brought this up before. There was another podcast that I did, I guess, I don't know, several months back. Uh, you know, maybe maybe in the middle of last year, I can't remember now. But I know I did a different podcast where I talked about this, where I talked about how, uh, you know, it's important to have other interests you know in life i mean when you're interested in the subject the the ufo subject i mean it's overwhelming really when you really think about it i mean it's so incredible uh there's so much there there's i mean you could really you can you never get you're never going to have all the answers i mean even if even if we ever do see disclosure we're never going to get all the answers and um it's going to be you know it's going to be tough like when we finally do get have disclosure it's going to be tough for some people uh, and because they're not going to be able to stop thinking about it, right? And, 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 and you know, it happens to me too sometimes, and I'm sure it happens to a, a lot of people out there. Sometimes, you know, you get obsessed with the, with it, and you just concentrate on one subject for, uh, you know, and and don't let it go for a long time. And I think that's one of the issues uh, that could be problematic when you're interested in the subject of UFOs and the extraterrestrial reality because you, you, there's so many questions and there's no answers and you just keep racking your brain trying to figure it all out and so you know, uh, uh, you know that's why i think it's unhealthy to to, to allow that to let yourself that uh, go down that route because you're, you're better off if if you uh have other things to think about besides that you know i mean i'm sure a lot of people out there do most people i'm sure have many varied interests but you know, of course, like you know, of course, I like watching football. I love old movies. You know, I love a lot of different things. Uh, of course, the UFO subject is something that's you know, you know, obviously, right? It's one of these things that is very near and dear to my heart as well. You know, it's just one of those things I want more answers. But uh, again, I just think that you know, for you know, people who are interested in this subject, you know, they they you need to, sometimes you do have to take a break away from it. You know, you can't think about this every single day. You have you, you can't you know waking up and UFOs whether you're drinking your coffee and having your eggs and toast or whatever. That's you know, and then you know, but and then when you're going to sleep, right? You know, you're thinking you're you're seeing uh, uh, you know UFOs in your in your water and your you know it's it's just. You can't think about it all the time. It's just not healthy. I just don't think it's healthy. You know, when I'm not doing this podcast, I mean, I'm not, I don't, you know, when I see my friends or my family members, you know, uh, I'm not sitting sitting there talking about UFOs. You know, sometimes I don't talk about them at all for, you know, months with other people. 
you know, I, you know, you just, it's just something I have as a personal interest, but I, at the same time, you know, I don't let it overwhelm me. Like sometimes I have to take a day away from it. I can't think about it today. I, there's other things I need to worry about. Um, I mean, it's always there, of course, right? You know, it might cross your mind a little bit, even when you're trying to avoid it. But, you know, you can't concentrate on it constantly. I just don't think it's healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the issues that they're going to have when disclosure comes about is uh, that what one of the problems that they're going to have is um, w definitely one of the issues that, that, that they will have will be um, <clears throat> the fact that there's going to be a lot of people who didn't see this coming, who just always thought it was silly and all of a sudden now they're told that oh my god there is uh, an extraterrestrial presence here and now they're going to be worried about this like you know that that's that could be problematic for some people and uh so yeah i just think that uh you know you have to watch out for that so you got to be careful of of uh you know how that works or how you deal with that i'm sorry i'm um i was uh checking out my phone here to make sure this was streaming all right yeah so you know and that's going to be a problem you would think that you know if when disclosure does come when it finally if we ever do get it i think it's going to have to you know people within the government you know should issue some sort of you know uh advisories you know saying to people hey now this isn't something to be worried about you know you don't need to worry about this we've been dealing with this thing or you know forever uh yeah there are a lot of unanswered questions but you know you don't need to worry about this all the time there should be like some warnings like that so because it is going to weigh heavy on some people the people who just don't believe it or 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 just you know think it's silly or you know a lot of debunkers are going to have issues when it does happen uh you know once the truth finally is you know com you know revealed you know by some officials with with actual you know real good hard evidence you know like alien bodies or you know recovered craft or that kind of thing so yeah i, I just think that some people uh are going to have a problem with it and that's but at the same time even right now you know people right now who are interested in the subject it's just something that you you really shouldn't uh focus on too much you know all i mean all the time 24 hours a day seven days a week it's just not one of these one of those topics i mean you could drive you could drive yourself crazy if you if you if you were to think about this topic 24 hours a day seven days a week and this is just something that just never leaves your brain you're gonna you could you know really could drive yourself crazy because there's again there's just so it's so mysterious and there's there, there's so many questions no answers and again even with disclosure there will there will be a lot of unanswered questions and uh and then again, the people who right now who aren't really thinking about this, they're gonna start thinking about it then once that disclosure happens. And you know, uh, and and you know, you, you have to be concerned with that, like because they're gonna, it, it could overwhelm you. You, you. It would be, it's gonna for a while. It could cause a lot of stress for a lot of different people uh, in the world uh, once disclosure does finally happen. But uh, yeah, you know the. the uh, I was thinking today, you know, somebody, some of these people, like, you know, one of the issues with with uh, debunkers that I was thinking about today is that, <clears throat> just like with the way we humans are, we we don't like to admit when we're wrong about things, and uh, 
And I think, you know, for some of them, some of them might actually right now, you know, be seeing the starting to see the light, but they, they're still denying it because they don't, for one thing, they don't want to believe it. But in the other part of it is they don't want to be wrong. People just don't like being wrong about things, you know, or, or being mistaken or, or thinking something for a long time and then finding out later on that, that what you were thinking was totally false. I mean, people just don't like that. And uh, I mean, I think when I was a kid, um, when I was really young, I was probably about four going on five, somewhere around that age. I remember I was standing outside and the sun was going down and I asked my mom, you know, you know, where, where does, you know, she said, it's time to come in. It's the, the sun's going down. And I asked her where the sun goes, where does the sun go at night? And she said, it sets in the West. And so I, you know, I, I set what sets in the West. And she said, yeah, it sets in the West. And so I actually took that like in a different, I took it literally, like it actually, I actually imagined in my young four-year-old brain, the sun, like, because the West to me was like, you know, cowboys and Indians territory, you know, that's what I thought it was, you know, I thought that was, you know, the West was, you know, old, dusty towns, deserts, you know, tumbleweeds. So I imagined in my head at the time that the sun actually landed on the ground somewhere in, in, in a desert, you know, somewhere out West. And I had thought of, I thought that for like about a, a year or so until, you know, you're going to school and you realize, wait a minute, no, that's not what she meant. You feel stupid, you know, when it happens. Of course you have, then, then of course you, you correct, I, I've, I corrected my thinking patterns, you know, at that time. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, but you, you felt foolish that you thought that in the first place. And I, you know, and I, of course that's a ridiculous thing from when I was a kid, but of course at the same time, I, you know, you felt stupid. You don't, you don't want to admit like, oh my God, that's what I, I was really thinking that. And I think that's going to be how it is like with some debunkers, like they, uh, like they're not going to want to admit that all these years, for all these years, they've been wrong because they have, but they are wrong. Uh, a, a lot of them, uh, all of them, actually, all these debunkers are wrong. But, uh, yep, here, oh, I got some comments already, yes, from Wolf, Wolfgang and Vapid uh, Engage are already commenting, and JMOG, yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, the shoot down in Alaska in a second, and uh, I have my own ideas about that, Wolfgang says, yes, we're back, and Vapid Engage says, to add to yesterday's comment about this being caught up in standard operating procedures, I meant special access programs. Okay, so I, I was wrong. See, I, I make mistakes too, as you can see, I'm a dum-dum. With the government and aerospace industries exempt from Freedom of Information Act requests. And um, num Quark Zone number one, according to Wolfgang, 89. Well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to talk about that Alaska thing. We'll talk about it right now, actually. We're going to go right to that right now. Okay, you, you, the U.S. shoots down high-altitude object over Alaskan airspace, White House reports. And this is on NBC News. And I have my own ideas about this, about this story, and I'll, I, I will relay those ideas. It says, the United States military on Friday afternoon shot down a high-altitude object flying over Alaskan airspace and Arctic waters. National Security Council official John Kirby confirmed at the White House. The Pentagon had been tracking the object over the last 24 hours, he said. The object was flying at an altitude of 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight, Kirby told reporters during the White House briefing. Out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon, President Biden ordered the military to down the object, and they did, and it came inside our territorial waters, and those waters right now are frozen. Fighter 
aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command took down the object within the last hour, Kirby said, around 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The pilots were able to determine that it was unmanned before it was shot down, he added. Of course, you know, now they're saying it's unmanned. Okay, so, but then later on, we'll get, I'll, you know, it says it in the article here. It says, it says that it, it's unmanned, but it's not a balloon, but they don't say what it is. Well, it, if it's unmanned, then it's most likely a drone, uh, I'm assuming, uh, but they don't say that. Uh, anyway, continuing, it says here, President Biden briefly commented on the matter in response to a question from reporters at the White House. Success, the president said about the downing of the object. Kirby made clear that the United States does not know who owns the object and he would not call it a balloon, like the one allegedly owned by the Chinese government that the U.S. military shot down on Saturday. We're calling this an object because that's the best description we have right now, Kirby said. We do not know who owns it, whether it's state-operated or corporate-owned or privately-owned. We just don't know. Pilots shot down the object. Pilots shot the object down just off the northeastern part of Alaska near the Canadian border over, over the Arctic Sea, Kirby said. Officials did not understand the full purpose of the object, Kirby added, saying the United States expects that it will be able to recover the debris. A recovery effort will be made and we're hopeful that it'll, it'll be successful and then we can learn a little bit more about it, he said. The object, with the, with which the U.S. learned about Thursday evening, was described as roughly the size of a small car, Kirby said. Pentagon, now let's, let's stop here for a second. Now, if it's the size of a small car, I mean, that's a pretty big, pretty big uh, drone, you would, you would think. But um, you, you have to wonder who, who's, uh, who's flying this thing. Uh, now, if it's extraterrestrial, are they going to tell us that? Um, I don't think it is extraterrestrial, but hey, you never know. Uh, but I don't think it is. But if it is, are they going to tell us the truth about it? I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to try to do this all over again. Maybe what we're seeing here, right? They shot this object down. They're not saying what it is right now. It's not a balloon. But here's the thing. They 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 say they know it wasn't they it was unmanned. So they're certain that it was unmanned. And that's why I'm assuming it had to be some sort of a drone. They obviously if it was if they knew that it was unmanned, right? And it's the size of a small car, but yet they're saying it's unmanned and they shot it down, then that means that they they know what it is, right? So uh, I, I don't think it's extraterrestrial. You know, I think it's most likely some sort of drone that was flying around. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Patrick Ryder provided additional details at a briefing with reporters, noting that the object was shot down at 1.45 p.m. Eastern. The U.S. initially detected the object on ground radar Thursday and further investigated it using aircraft, Ryder said. An F-22 fighter jet shot down the object using a an a-9X missile, he added. U.S. Northern Command coordinated the operation with assistance from the Alaska Air National Guard, the Federal Aviation Administration, and the, and the FBI, Ryder said. Uh, Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska said he was briefed by senior Pentagon officials about the object and said the U.S. needs to reestablish deterrence in response to the Chinese government, which he said believes they can willfully infiltrate American airspace whenever they want. Uh, this has to stop. The best way to do this is through the type of actions that we've taken today in Alaska and to publicly reiterate that we will be shooting down any and all unknown aircraft that violate our airspace, Sullivan said in a statement. Well, let me just stop there for a minute, Mr. Sullivan, because uh, if there's something extraterrestrial flying around, right, they're not going to shoot it down. I, I really I really doubt that. I don't think they're going to try that. They did try that in years past, but it never really worked out for us. Uh, now, so apparently, they do sometimes do shoot these things down for according to some alleged reports, but uh, for the most part, I don't think it's a good idea to be uh, shooting 
shooting down, trying to shoot down extraterrestrial craft because we don't know what that might, what might happen if we did that. Anyway, continuing, he says, Sullivan, we also need to uh, appropriately equip our military in Alaska with the sensors and aircraft needed to detect and, if necessary, destroy everything from slow-moving balloons to hypersonic missiles. Let me just stop here for a second. Now, now apparently these things have been flying over the United States for all the time, like all the time, constantly. Like we've been, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this or not, right? Uh, but if you're not, let me let me clue you in. Uh, these kind of things have been happening all the time. They happen all the time. There's balloons flying. There's spy balloons flying over here, over the United States, all the time, right? This stuff. I mean, we, we, when that spy balloon was shot down uh, last weekend, right? The Chinese alleged Chinese spy balloon was shot down last weekend. We found out that there was uh, there was a whole bunch of freedom that flew over the United States during the term of the former president. So. Yeah, it's happens, and this is it's it's really it seems like they're making almost to me what this feels like. It feels like that we're we're the Pentagon or, or and the it's making a folk putting a focus on this, like to to basically take to show us a different shiny object. Look at a shiny object, uh, Chinese spy balloons. Oh, Chinese uh, spy drone. We don't know what it is. Ah, oh, we we shot it down again. Look at the shiny object, you morons, you idiots. Right. That's basically what they're doing. The state of the world. Yeah, take take the focus off the extraterrestrial aspects of this whole phenomenon, right? And let's focus on the Chinese spy balloons. Ooh, spooky! Like that, we didn't know these things were going on all these decades. That there's no Chinese spy balloons flying over the United States, or Russian spy balloons, or or drones, or whatever. And that we're not doing the same thing to the, to, to those people. All of a sudden, because of that, because of the way we've been talking about reports, now all of a sudden we're starting to hear about, ooh, Chinese spy balloons. Oh, we had to shoot it down. And now, hey, there was something floating out over there, 40,000 feet up in the air over Alaska. It was the size of a small car. It must have been a Chinese spy spy drone. That's what I, that's how I see this anyway. I see I, I see this like I see us being treated like this, like the stupid children they think we are and that some of us really are. That's what. That's how I see. It. When I see this story, it's like, oh boy, boy, they think we're really dumb. That's how I see it, anyway. <clears throat> anyway, continuing here with this article, asked why the United States seemed to take more immediate action in downing the object compared with last week's response to the alleged Chinese spy balloon. Writer said. In this particular case, given the fact that it was operating at an altitude that posed a reasonable threat to civilian air traffic, the determination was made and the president gave the order to take it down. Civilian aircraft, he added, usually operate around 40,000 to 45,000 feet and therefore the object presented a threat to or a potential hazard to civilian air traffic. And here's another thing. I just want to stop there. I, you know, yes, I, you know, it's a good idea that they shot it down. If it's posing a threat to air traffic, that's a good idea that they shot it down. But how many times do you have to wonder? The, the, like, like this is in the news right now, but you don't think that... I wonder if there's people out there who actually are sitting back right now and, and don't realize that they shoot things like this down a lot, right? Because you know that they do, right? You know, we ha you have to know that they do, that they shoot spy balloons and, and drones down like, on a regular basis throughout the years. You have to realize that they do this, right? But it's not, it doesn't turn into big news like this story is and this Chinese spy balloon from last week. Now it's a big story now because again, to me, what I'm seeing here, well, how I see this, they're showing you a shiny object. See the shiny object, you you idiot dunces that we're, that we're, we're, we're pulling the rug over your eyes for all these years and we're still doing it because you're stupid. See the shiny object, the Chinese spy balloon? You see it? See it? See it? That's how I see it. And, and, and see, as you can see, I'm getting angrier and angrier about this. I don't care about these kind of... I'm glad... Okay, yeah, it sounds uh, interesting everything. But you know that they do these things on a regular basis. But all of a sudden, it's big news now. 
<clears throat> anyway, continuing. Civilian aircraft, he added, usually operate around 40,000 to 45,000 feet, and therefore the object presented a threat to or a potential hazard to, to civilian air traffic. The suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down last week was determined by the Pentagon to be traveling at an altitude of about 60,000 feet. Kirby said the object in Alaska didn't appear to have the ability to independently maneuver like the Chinese balloon that flew above the U U.S. for eight days before it was down off the coast of South Carolina. The first one was able to maneuver and loiter, slow down, speed up, Kirby said. It was very purposeful. While the Pentagon said last week that the balloon did not pose any physical or military threat to the United States, it raised concerns about the possibility of collecting sensitive information and heightened tensions further between Beijing and Washington. The balloon flew close to prominent sites related to, to the U.S. nuclear arsenal, according to numerous sightings. Uh, oh, let's just stop there. Oh, yeah, okay, it was flying, the balloon was flying over nuclear sites. You don't want that, of course. You know, we don't want that, right? But again, you, know, you, never, you, know, you ever notice that the, that the press never talks about the actual flying saucers that hovered over nuclear sites and shut down missile si missiles in, in silos like in uh, Montana, Malmstrom Air Force Base, things like that. You don't hear stuff like that. They don't really make a big deal about those kind of stories. Uh, they don't, you know, anything that's extraterrestrial. <laughs> no, no, let's just uh, let's focus on the Chinese and the Russians. That's what we need to. We'll, we'll, we'll get them all. We'll just keep them focused on them because they're a bunch of dum-dums. They'll never figure it out. We're so much smarter than they are. Anyway, continuing, a senior State Department official revealed Thursday that it carried multiple antennas capable of gathering, this is the balloon, multiple antennas capable of gathering signal intelligence and solar panels to power its multiple active intelligence collection sensors. U.S. US officials have maintained that the balloon's ability to collect more information than Chinese satellites was limited. Under Biden's authority, the balloon was shot down by an F-22 Raptor with a Sidewinder missile. The Navy has since led an effort to collect its debris, which is being analyzed at the FBI laboratory in Quant Quantico, Virginia. The balloon affair caused Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to cancel his planned trip to Beijing, which would have been the first by a U.S. Secretary of State since Mike Pompeo's visit in 2018. The hope, is, the hope was to de-escalate recent agitation between the two countries. Instead... China and the U.S. have come to loggerheads over the alleged spy balloon program. Uh, yeah, we're just stop. Yeah, okay, I'll read. The, I'll finish it off here. It says it was all. It has also created a political firestorm in Congress as Republicans and Democrats have demanded answers from the Biden administration about why it chose to respond to the balloon so late and why similar Chinese balloon incursions in years past were only recently uncovered. Let me just stop there for a second. Yeah. You know, we like everyone's like again. People, oh, what's happened with that stupid Chinese spy balloon, right? <clears throat> you know, you, you see how the 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 people use it as a political weapon. Then you know, oh, you you took your time in shooting that thing down, didn't you? Right, and, and but you know, another the former administration didn't shoot shoot any of the balloons down that flew over. Like, again, they're it, basically what's going on here, and that that's you that's expected. That's just politics, right? That's uh, the two parties will fight each other, and they'll use these opportunities to to try to make the other party look bad. That's that's expected. But what what's what, you, what reading between the lines here? Like you read this story, the Pentagon basically told the the you know they said they presented information to the to the to Biden and, and recommended that we shoot down this object the one that they shot down today they recommend just like you know so to me what we're seeing here is this is uh, uh, art theater this is like we're seeing theater that's what we're seeing theater that's just my opinion it doesn't make me right like I always say right but to me what we're seeing with this uh, spy balloon it's all theater 
Uh, it's all nonsense, and not, and whatever this object was today, uh, it's just like, hey, again, it's it's a it's a it's a device to to take everyone's eye off off the off the prize here. Hey, look at the shiny object, you idiots out there! You see, see, it's only Chinese spy balloons, and uh, uh, we're not telling you what this. We're gonna keep this one a secret for a couple days, and then we'll tell you like it's you know we'll 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 tell you like we're giving you a gift. Yeah, it was a Chinese spy drone. We're telling you now. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's all theater. You know, we. I, I'm again. I'm certain that some of these things happen. Um, you know, you would you would have to hope anyway, right? I mean, you you, you just know in your heart that there's all sorts of spy co contraptions floating around uh, the atmosphere on a regular daily basis, right? You would have to hope that uh, every now and then, when you know, if they pose a danger, they shoot them down. But you know, it's not mentioned in the press anywhere because you know, because it's such such a everyday occurrence. It's just something that happens with regularity. But here now, because everyone's interested in UFOs, hey, let's 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 again we're let's uh let's show them a shiny object yeah they're dummies that's how i see it that's how i see it it's all tricks tricks trick tricking the public on a regular basis okay there was one more paragraph here it says do we have a plan for the next time that happens and how we're going to deal with it senator john tester montana asked defense officials testifying thursday on capitol hill about the alleged spy balloons because quite frankly i'll just tell you i don't want a damn balloon going over across the united states See again, people—they're just using this as a, uh, you know, the politicians you see this as a, as an effort to, you know, look like they're doing their job and being tough, and they're all upset about spy balloons. Like it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, right? It doesn't matter. And 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 they'll again they'll use it as a device to attack the other side with too. You know, you you saw it, you heard you saw it since the Chinese spy balloon story, right? And now you have this one, and you're gonna see more stuff like that as time goes on. Yeah, but anyway, that's where I'm at with all this stuff. Um, you know, I. I I uh, I just don't, you know, what I, I think what I see here, yeah, okay. You know, and if it was extraterrestrial, I could assure you right now, they're not going to tell you that anyhow. But it's, I don't think it is. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's something pretty big, but it's it's most likely going to turn out to be a drone or something or some, you know, similar kind of device that somebody's using to possibly to spy on, on us, you know, from Russia or China or who knows. I would imagine either one of those two countries, you know, it seems like they're the, the other two uh, big powers that we we don't get along with uh, too well, but uh, yeah, I, again, that's how I see this. You know, get, again, whether I'm whether I'm wrong, whether I'm right or wrong about that, you know, again, it's just my opinion. I, I just feel like what's been going on here recently with uh, it just seems like they're they're trying to take what they're trying to do is change the narrative. Like so, you know, because they because you know the people most a lot of people will sit down and just watch mainstream news, and the mainstream news will report this story without much, you know. Uh, there won't be there won't be much commentary other than yeah they shot it down I mean there'll be some politics going on right but uh, there won't be much commentary other than that I mean it won't like you're not there other than you're gonna say yes here's another example of an object flying around that uh, you know maybe if somebody would have saw it from the ground if a, if a person would have saw it they would have said hey there's a there's a flying saucer there's an alien spacecraft but it turns out to be just a uh, uh, a, a prosaic uh, Chinese spy device of some sort instead. So that that's that's how I see it. Again, I think that well, basically what you're seeing here is an effort to trick people, uh, basically fool people, and that's just my opinion. Doesn't make me right, but uh, that's how I see things. We're gonna take a quick break of the extraterrestrial reality live stream number three rebroadcast, and we will be right back.
Anyway, uh, I'm going to go to another article here. And it's uh, an article that appeared in The Hill this week. Actually, The Hill does some good stories here. Anyway, I'm going to. There was a, a story that was in The Hill recently. And uh, this. Uh, and this was written by Ryan Graves on on the fifth of uh, on the fifth of February, and it was an opinion piece, and he was talking about his experience seeing uh, UAP, and the headline reads: "As a U.S. Navy fighter pilot, I witnessed unidentified anomalous phenomena. Congress must reveal the truth to the American people." So yeah, they must reveal the truth to the American people. I totally agree with that. Okay, he says. As a former U.S., then this is, I'm going to, before I start reading this story, uh, he says, you know, what I like about this is, again, this is somebody else that had experiences that was in the military that's stepping forward and making statements like this and, and putting it in a, in a pretty big outlet with the Hill is a lot of eyeballs, you know, read the Hill. And that's, that's good. And uh, so th this is what I, 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 I really like this. I'm glad that there are people who are doing this. It, uh, it needs to happen you know this is something that needs to because again we have these forces like i just talked about right there's there, there's obviously it seems to me right that there are forces that are trying to change the topic change the subject try to ch uh, uh alter the focus try to adjust the focus okay let's we're gonna try to, to what we'll do to these idiots now we'll, we'll turn the focus on the chinese spy drones we'll get them all worked up over that right and we'll get them we'll get their minds off the extraterrestrial potential right the extraterrestrial reality actually but anyway here's what he here's what he wrote it says as a former u.s navy fa-18 fighter pilot who witnessed unidentified anomalous phenomena uap on a regular basis so I can never, let me just stop right there look at that now see this guy is paying attention unlike a lot of these other i've been talking recently right about how you know the pentagon changed the uh, changed UAP, the, the what it means, it used to be a, a, a unidentified uh, uh, aerial phenomena to unidentified anomalous phenomena, and and so he. But see, Ryan Graves is on top of his game. Unlike some of these reporters who recently are calling, they're still they, 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 when they're writing about this, they're still calling it aerial phenomena because they're just not really paying attention to it. They're just writing stories basically half-assed and because they don't really care about this subject and they think it's silly. All right. Anyway, continuing. It says, as a former U.S. Navy fighter pilot who witnessed UAP on a regular regular basis, let me be clear. The United States government, former presidents, members of Congress of both political parties, and directors of national t intelligence are trying to tell the American public the same uncomfortable truth I shared. Objects demonstrating extreme capabilities routinely fly over our military facilities and training ranges. We don't know what they are, and we are unable to mitigate their presence. There you go. The office of the... So he's saying it right out. You know, they don't know what they are and they are unable to mitigate their presence. There you go. You know, he's basically just telling you right out. You know, and so that means, I mean, again, I talked about this just the other day, too. This is something else I talked about. The United States military is spending almost $900 uh, billion on... Uh, on defense this year and that's nine times more than the next nine countries put together 
So if we don't know, if we can't tell what something is, then what are we spending all this money on? That's my question. So that's why we do know what these things are. When when there's something that are is something that's identifiable, something that's man-made, I think our our military knows exactly what they are. If it's some sort of newfangled, even if it's some newfangled uh, Russian or Chinese spy drone, we know that it's a drone, right? But there are other objects like Ryan Graves has been talking about, as well as other military personnel who have stepped forward, like David Fravor, you know, and talked about Tic Tacs, right? Uh, the, there are things operating in our skies that the military knows about that they don't know what are, they are, actually. And they know, and the other things they do know what they are. Anyway, continuing with this article. It says, the Office of the Director of National T Intelligence, ODNI, last week published its second ever report on UAP activity. While the unclassified version is brief, its findings are sobering. Over the past year, the government has collected hundreds of new reports of enigmatic objects from military pilots and sen sensor systems that cannot be identified and represent a hazard to flight safety. That re the report also preserves last year's review of the 26-year reporting period that some UAP may represent advanced technology, noting unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. Yeah, advanced technology. Yep. No, we know that's what they're talking. We're talking about things that are traveling at, you know, ridiculous speeds, you know. Uh, like some of the things that were recently reported flying over uh, over Ukraine that are going so fast, you need specialized camera equipment to actually get, know that they're even, to, to get an image of it, you know. Uh, anyway, continuing here, it says, Mysteriously, no UAP reports have been confirmed to be foreign so far. However, just this past week, a Chinese surveillance balloon shut down air traffic across the United States. How are we supposed to make sense of hundreds of reports of UAP that violate restricted airspace uncontested and inter interfere with both civilian and military pilots? Here is the hard truth. We don't know. UAP are a national security problem and we urgently need more data. Why don't we have more data? Stigma. I know the fear of stigma is a major problem because I was the first active duty fighter pilot to come forward publicly about regular sightings of UAP and it was not easy. There has been little support or incentive for aircrew to speak publicly on the topic. There was no upside to reporting, uh, to reporting hard to explain sightings within the chain of command, let alone doing so publicly. For pilots to feel comfortable, it, it will require a culture shift inside organizations and in society at large. Let me just stop there for a second. This is what I think has been going on for all these years. I think at some point in the past, right, when, when you know, the Air Force was dealing with, with flying saucers, you know, all kinds of different things, and they didn't want to talk about it publicly. They wanted to stigmatize it. They wanted to downplay it. They didn't want to do anything with it, right? Uh, uh, they, they didn't want to scare the public, right? They you know, wanted to treat the public like the idiots that, they, that the military thinks that the public really is because that's what that's again when i when i think about just that story today about this thing getting shot down over alaska again in my mind it's like treating the public like a bunch of dunces that's what that's how they look at them some people in the pentagon and some people will buy this too it's going to work that's going to work right because most people aren't going to hear what i'm saying they're only going to see what the all the mainstream uh, news uh, outlets are going to say but anyway, what I think has been going on here uh, over the years, I mean, I think at some point, you know, like, you know, there's, it, 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 you know, the, as far as the military is concerned, what's the point in having uh, pilots report strange objects, right? You know, like, like they said, like before the, you know, this new Arrow office, now one of the things that's going on now that it, uh, pilots and, and, you know, other, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
intelligence officials are are uh, encouraged right now to report all UAP that they see because before apparently there was a stigma associated you you weren't like they didn't really want you to report it right uh and and, and we think about that actually let's let's talk about that for a second before i continue with this article so they didn't want people in the military to talk about these things because things that are obviously to some in some people's eyes were doing things that uh man-made aircraft cannot do so so they were they were actually being encouraged not to say anything because you know why because the 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 secret control group obviously working on this secretly uh they were the ones in charge of that and they didn't they they probably don't what's the point in getting having people in the military consistently shoveling uh new reports to them because obviously they already probably have their hands filled with what they already have they don't really need anything else there's nothing they could do about it what could we do about it there's stuff flying around it's out of of our control right so they'd rather just have all the pilots all the intelligence officials right out there in the field to not say anything because they guess what we don't we can't do anything about it anyway that's what's going on here right that's what it's been going on now of course now with that arrow office that opens things up a little bit you know and 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 encourages people to to come forward and, and say what they uh well what they've seen and encountered anyway continuing here I have seen for myself on radar and talked with the pilots who have experienced near misses with mysterious objects off the eastern seaboard that have triggered unsafe evasive actions and mandatory safety reports. There were 50 or 60 people who flew with me in 2014 or, and 2015 and I could tell you they saw UAP every day, yet only one other pilot has confirmed this public- publicly. I spoke out publicly in 2019 at great risk personally and professionally because nothing was being done. The ODNI report itself notes that concentrated efforts to reduce stigma have been a major reason, reason for the increase in, in reports this year. To get the data and analyze it scientifically, we must uproot the lingering cultural stigma of tinfoil hats and UFOs from the 1950s that stops pilots from reporting the phenomena and scientists from studying it let me just stop here you know uh the stigma that was established it was did start in the 1950s and it was actually established by the military itself it was the military basically you know the the, the order was sent out that from this point on you know hey everyone people who see this stuff hey just you know you, you tell them that it was something else you come up with some bogus explanation and, and you tell them it was you know there's nothing to see here you, you or maybe you were maybe this person was drunk or maybe he's crazy you know stuff like that they stigmatize it they said oh that's silly you know things like that and then that makes people not want to say anything and the stigma is still with us for a lot of to a lot of people today in fact i was talking to somebody today uh uh, earlier today uh and i wanted to i i i knew i wasn't gonna i wanted to get permission to tell a story i said they told me i could tell this this person told me i could tell the story they had there was an experience that this person had and uh but she she didn't want me to say her name so I, i'm not gonna even tell the story you know there was some strange things that happened but uh she didn't want to really say the name because of the you know, the people are still feel this way there's still a stigma associated with this right because of what the how the pentagon started this back in the 50s and and you know and and, and it worked it, it just you know it was like a, a, a rock rolling down a snow bank and it kept on you know keeps on you know picking up more snow until it becomes a giant boulder ball of, of snow 
and but that's how that's how it is in fact i talk about that 1994 incident you know my buddy scott when we saw that flying saucer you know after that whole incident was over right we were at a fishing trip and after we saw that thing the first words that came out of his mouth we actually we were both of us were really shook up we were sitting we were sitting in a in a donut shop you know getting some coffees and and i said to him the first thing i said to him hey that was a ufo and he's there i'm not saying anything i'm not telling anybody that's because you know it was ingrained in his brain just like it's 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 it's, it's uh emblazoned in everyone's brains that hey if i say something like this the whole world will think i'm a nut so i gotta keep it quiet this was all started by the by the pentagon back in the 50s to get people to shut up because they were sick of talking about ufos because they could they were trying to figure it out themselves back then and they they, they were sick of having to deal with the public on it because they think the public they're basically a bunch of morons that's that's what they think and they don't want to tell them you know the truth anyway continuing <clears throat> fortunately congress is taking unprecedented action to to demand answers and change the culture around uap amid fractured and polarized politics in washington uap stands out as one of the only issues that earns bipartisan support senator kirsten gillibrand summarizes the sentiment in congress well there are so many of us now on the Intel Committee and Armed Services that we're going to stand by the service members who documented this stuff. They have video, they have radar, they have heat sensors, they have everything. Senator Marco Rubio uh, frames it simply. We are making important progress in our ongoing efforts to understand these activities and what threat they may pose to America's national security. However, more needs to be done across the Defense Department and intelligence community. I am committed to ensuring we get to the truth for the American people. See, now, this is nice because there that's a Democrat and a Republican. I like to see bipartisanship in, on this subject. It's really good to see that they're both, both sides seem to want to get to the truth, at least on this topic, right? At least we're not fighting about this right now, right now. Uh, politically anyway continuing last may the house intelligence counterterrorism counterintelligence and counterproliferation subcommittee held the first uap hearing in over 50 years intelligence officials testified that there were more than 400 reports of uap often tracked simultaneously by trained observers and multiple sensor systems demonstrating technology that our military does not understand yes there you go that's that's very critical right there uh what he just said tracked simultaneously De objects demonstrating technology that our military does not understand if they don't understand it nobody else got it and that means it must be coming from off earth that's what that means it's coming from off earth it's, it's being controlled by beings who are not humans right again i saw one of the i encountered a being i encountered a craft i know that's true and there's tens of thousands of other people too who have encountered these things and they know they know they know it's true right we talk about it all the time on here right <clears throat> anyway, continuing. Congress was briefed that incidents exist where there is sufficient data from pilots and sensors, but the case defies conventional explanation. The hearing marked a pivotal step forward to bring the topic of UAP out of the shadows and give it the urgent attention it deserves as a matter of national security. Okay. Uh, it says here, the Intelligence Armed Service Committees then went even farther, taking unprecedented bipartisan action to include Provisions regarding UAP in the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act. In December, President Biden signed those provisions into law. As a result, the NDAA requires an audit of all government involved in UAP since 1945, which coincides with the Trinity incident. Yeah. Let's talk about that, the Trinity incident. So the first atomic uh, detonation of an atomic bomb it coincides with that. And, of course, there was that 
other New Mexico case that apparently happened in 1945 that Jacques Vallée investigated. Um, apparently a, a crashed UFO, maybe. Uh, not as many witnesses as when you look at other cases like Roswell, but it's I guess it's something to to consider. Maybe there were we, we we've been maybe there was something recovered before Roswell. Uh, it's possible. Um, but anyway, let's continue here. It says perhaps most significantly, the government created a secure whistleblower program for federal and private sector employees and contractors to come forward with any related information. We are in an inflection point. Uh, Congress is exercising its oversight of a national security and air safety issue that was going underreported, ignored, and even suppressed due to the stigma of UFOs. I am glad to see that the Congress is taking this seriously, but there is much more work to do. It does not matter whether these incidents of Chinese drones or something we don't, or, or, or incidents of Chinese drones or something we don't yet understand. UAP deserves our attention as a matter of aerospace safety and national security. Okay, let me just stop right there. Let me tell you something, Ryan. Uh, yeah, some things are, I'm sure there's Chinese drones that we probably deal with all the time. There's probably Chinese balloons that we deal with all the time or don't deal with, like sometimes apparently. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of things we deal with all the time, but there are extraterrestrial things that are flying around out there. There has to be. Again, there's just too much evidence that points in that direction. There's too many witnesses, too many things that have happened. Again, we're playing this game here. There's a game being played by people in this secret control group and... The Pentagon right now, it seems. It seems right now. Like still, you know, they don't want to let this information out. They don't want the world to know the truth for whatever reason. I think they believe that it will probably, and maybe in their minds, they think society will completely collapse. I don't think it will. I think it'll probably. I, I think, you know, I think we'll, we'll be okay. There'll, there'll be some hiccups, right? But we need to get this. We need to get the truth out. We need to move on from this. We need to stop having uh, the people above us tricking us, telling us lies about this already. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> let's continue here. It says, in 2023, we need to keep up the momentum to end the stigma and get the data. We should. Well, yeah, we hope we do. We need to. We need to keep up the momentum. We need to make, be stronger. We need to be stronger voiced about it in 2023. Let's, get, let's make this the year. Why not 2023? Let's make this the year. This is the year where we blow the lid off. Right? This would be nice. Get it over with. Let's get it over with. We should encourage pilots and other witnesses to come forward and keep the pressure on Congress to prioritize UAP as a matter of national security. Of course, it's a matter of national security. Of course, if there's things flying in the in the air, right? It, we it's, it's aircraft. We have commercial airliners all the time. You know, with two over two hundred people in it. You know, you want to see them crash into something, right? You don't want to see our pilots crash, our military pilots crash into anything. So, of course, they do pose that kind of threat. But there's also another kind of threat. There's also other con concerns here to talk about, which aren't getting talked about at all right now. And of course, you know what those concerns are. You know exactly what those concerns are i know what those concerns are the concerns are what these being what are these beings doing what are they doing why right, we don't know i mean i'm sure that they why well, it doesn't matter if, if the pentagon or the secret control group or majestic whatever it calls itself majestic 12 whatever it is right whatever they are doing right uh i i you know it it doesn't matter even if you don't know Right, give us what you do know, right, and then we'll take it from there. But the, all of us need to be able to to consider this and ponder it and think about it and and look at all the evidence ourselves. What it, whatever has been collected privately, secretly, right? We 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 need that information. We, it's time to get over this hump already. Instead of playing this game, it's the, what's what's also a national security threat is is the extraterrestrials themselves potentially. Potentially, it doesn't mean that they are, but they could potentially be. They could be just studying us, right? I don't know. I just don't know, but. 
What, what does the military know? What does that secret control group know? I want to know what they know. All right, where was I here? We should encourage pilots and other we should encourage pilots and other witnesses to come forward and keep the pressure on Congress to prioritize UAP as a matter of national security. Only one thing is clear about UAP: the fog of secrecy serves no one. Why? That's 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 perfectly well stated. Let me tell you, Ryan. That's great because that's true. The fog of secrecy serves no one, and that's how he ends his uh, piece there. But yeah, um, yeah, and that's. Ex you know exactly um you know that's that's perfectly stated yeah it serves this this fog of secrecy serves nobody it's it's i'll tell you what it's serving i guess who is it serving it's serving the people who are sitting on the secret who they have an advantage over the rest of humankind right now when you really think about it right don't they have an, the people that have been studying this secretly the like say it's a uh one or two maybe who knows a couple of weapons manufacturing or uh groups right that are studying this secretly uh with the blessing of the of uh, the majestic 12 group who probably get reports from them oh we discovered this we discovered that but they're not telling they're not sharing this information with the rest of the world okay that they could say i i i guess that in their minds they could say we're doing this for national security purposes because we don't want our enemies to get this information okay that's 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 fair i, I get that but that, and that's fine if you want to do reverse engineering on this stuff that's fine we don't need to know the ins and outs of of what you discovered in that department right we just want to know the truth already the, the world we need we need the world needs to know the reality that there's an extraterrestrial presence here right instead of these these people just these stinkers sitting on the truth and, and i'm just tired of it we're all tired of it. i'm so sick of so sick of this so again, I talk about this every time. I feel like a broken record. Anyway, I'm gonna take a break here. Look at see how many comments have been coming in. There we go. Wow, there's a lot more comments. Uh, okay, in cloud says, do you think the USA and China will have a conflict in the near future? I sure hope not. I I I I don't think we will. I I, I just don't. I don't think in the end we will. I think there's more of a chance that the. But again, what do I know? What do we all? I mean, I don't think we will. What, I mean, what if we have a nuclear? If it's gonna, if we have, if it's, if that happens, that's World War Three. I mean, are we that stupid? We might be. We I mean, right now. Let's think about this. Let me. I'll get back to the comments here in a second. Let's think about this. I mean, think about what's happening right now. Think, I mean, okay, you know, uh, the, there's major countries right now. We all have missiles, nuclear weapons, nuclear missiles pointing at each other. We've been pointing them at each other for decades now. Right? This is insane. What, are, what kind of world, what kind of existence is this? The threat of nuclear complete holocaust, you know, hovers over the whole world for, I'm at, what, 70 years now? It's, what, since the 50s? I mean, it's ridiculous. Basically, we live our life where we're constantly living, living with the threat of nuclear holocaust. I mean, this is insane. I don't know how you end it. We'd have to have, I mean, put it this way. Uh, probably the only way to end it, we would actually have to, I mean, this is, I, there is no there's no way we're going to ever end this unless the only way to end this threat of nuclear war let me tell you something right now i'm going to give you the answer we can't do it we're incapable of doing it right we got too many people in positions of power like look at putin look at the guy in north korea with the dumb haircut uh on kim, kim jong-un right look at that guy that guy looks like a man he's a maniac he killed murders people murders murders his enemies and all kinds of horror, horrible things Putin does the same kind of thing. 
We're all pointing, and then we're pointing nuclear weapons at each other, nuclear bombs. I mean, if, if one of these, somebody goes off the, off the deep end, someone, one of these other countries that have them, and now, of course, you know, there's other countries developing them too. I mean, there's other countries that have nuclear weapons. There's a whole bunch of, we're, we're pointing nuclear weapons at each other. So if, so if somebody, whoever decides that uh, there could, it could happen. The only way to end this, right? We, we're not going to end this ourselves. We can't. We, we're, it's beyond that now. I don't see how we could possibly ever end this threat of nuclear war. We'd have to get outside help. The only way, we'd have to actually hope that the aliens, that some alien intelligence were to actually intervene and, and, and use their abilities and get rid of it all somehow, magically. Because we don't have, we, I'm going to tell you right now, we're never, I don't see how this is ever going to, how are we going to, it's never, this threat's going to be with us forever. And it's only going to get worse, right? It's only going to get worse. Wait, we, we're actually building more nuclear weapons. I mean, what are we doing? It's insane. I mean, what? We're basically saying, okay, uh, we, if we don't like what you do, we're going to press this button and we're just going to end the world. And you could fire at us and we'll fire at you and the whole world, will be, the, the air will be unfit to breathe. I mean, people will be, have to live underground. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they're digging underground tunnels so all, all of the all of the peop, rich people and leaders could go live under there. Maybe that's what the plan is. But who the hell would want, even if you're rich, and a, that wouldn't make any sense. Why would anybody want to have to be living under the ground like, a, like an animal? Like I think, yeah, the only way to end this, end this, you'd have to have interventions from the outside, and there's nobody here on this planet. No, no human. There's going to be no way humans could stop this unless, because we're just not. It's just I don't see how it's possible. I just don't see it being possible. There's no way all these countries are ever going to see eye to eye, eye to eye on anything, right? So it's just going to continue like this, and and we're always going to have there. There's every every now and then we get these moments, right? There's always these moments. We just had we get a moment every now and then. You heard you heard they heard about the Russians wanting to. Well, we might just use a small atomic bomb in Ukraine, maybe, right? You hear stuff like that. You heard North Korea sometimes saying, "Hey, we were trying to make a weapon that goes all the way to the United States, maybe." You know, what do you think of that? No, sending out threats like what kind of people what kind of person makes threats like this basically they're threats to end the world because that's what's going to happen that's what's going to happen if that if that ever was a start we're done it's over so but at, at, at the same time i don't see how we'll ever if, how how will we ever dismantle this whole apparatus there's no way i don't see how it's possible unless you had something uh, a group an alien intelligence maybe that's what's going on here you know that one of the things they always try to say is you know when they, it seems like they tell abductees they're, they're giving us warnings you know that the kids at aerial school it seemed like they were giving us warnings about technology yeah our technology some of the technology we developed is no good i mean what good is it I mean, it's just a threat to. It's 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 basically Armageddon we're looking at. We're we're basically we're living under the threat of Armageddon every single day for since the 1950s. And every now and then we have we have events that happen that that crop up. You know, the Cuban Missile Crisis all the way till just to this Ukraine stuff right now. We always have these. It, like we all, there's always things escalate, and we're all, there's always a chance that somebody might just press a button. You heard, you know, people in Taiwan don't want the Chinese to take over, and but the Chinese, but the and Americans want to help them. But, but they, China, if you don't, if China might say, you know what, we'll just press this button. What kind of life is that? What kind of, what kind of, you know, we're supposed to be intelligent. This is not intelligence. This is stupidity. What we're doing. But again, the only way to ever end it would we'd have to have an intervention from beyond. That would be the only, only way to have to be because they, they would have to. But then again, then you don't know what you're looking at with that. 
<laughs> you, you do something like that you say okay uh alien invaders uh you know or they might just say 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 at some point in the uh, in the future the this maybe that's what the plan is here at some point they're going to disable all our weapons i mean they've shown that they can do it they could arm them they could shut them down they seems like they could do whatever they want and there's nothing anybody could do about it what if that's the plan what if that's what's going on here right now what if at some point in the future the aliens are going to basically shut down all our nuclear capabilities basically they're cataloging every place on this planet where there where there's you know nuclear power plants nuclear weapons anything that that could really cause damage right and at some point they're going to use some sort of technology to shut the whole damn thing down and then they're going to take over that's a possibility too we could be look to them we we could look like very dangerous you know very dangerous like uh, like a like a uh, like we're getting bigger and, and more advanced all the time and 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 from their point of view i mean yeah we're not there yet but uh, you know in a hundred years they might be we might be out in space somewhere traveling right we might be out there flying around and and looking for new planets and they and in their point of view we're not they they see how we act here how we carry ourselves here and we don't carry ourselves too well all we do is fight with each other and you know kill each other and you know, for, I mean, of course there's good people. You know what I'm saying, but but when you look at it as a whole, right? So that's very possible. I mean, these are just things to think about. Okay, I'm going go back to the comments here. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Oh, uh, how refreshing to have reporting on the larger picture from a news source that treats us intelligently and with respect thank you quirk zone that was from mr gray out thank you uh, thank you for that comment yes i you know you, well, here's the thing i mean i mean i think you know a lot of us are thinking these things right a lot of us think these things right i mean this is the way we th i mean if you're if you're a, a normal intelligently uh, functioning you know, human being and you sit back and you think about this stuff intelligently and logically you can see what's happening here you can see the games that the people in power play i mean you can see uh when you look at the big picture you could see you could understand things it's it's easy to see you know and i think a lot of us feel that way and but but the problem is we don't have anyone in the mainstream who's really talking like this you know i was this is something else i was thinking about you know i talked about um uh, you know, I, I love talking about people like George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell, and I was talking about them in my previous podcast. You know, those kind of guys. Lou Elizondo, they always seem like even-tempered kind of people, right? They, you know, they're not going to sit there. You're not going to hear them calling people dum-dums or morons, like things that I say. But you have to wonder, I mean, my, my patience is very limited at this point with this whole thing. I might, again, very limited patience. But you have to wonder, I mean, those people know, they have to, some of these people out there who are basically ambassadors to the UFO com community, you know, Jeremy Corbell, Lou Elizondo, Christopher Mellon, you know, there's a lot of names we can name here, right? There's a lot of people you, we consider George Knapp, you know, ambassadors to the UFO community, people who we all really like, right, for the most part. I do. I mean, I know a lot of people in the UFO community really enjoy what the, the things that these people are doing. And there's a whole bunch of other people. There's some scientists like Dr. Gary Nolan, uh, Avi Loeb. I know some people have some problems with Avi Loeb. I, I'm still okay with him right at this point, you know. Uh, there's people out there, I believe, that are serving as ambassadors, and and, and they present themselves, you know, in a, in a way that's you know very regal or regal, and you know it's it's a nice, you know, they they. But at the same time, in their minds, they have to be thinking some of the same things I'm thinking that this is absolutely outrageous 
right? I mean, I feel like I'd be, we should be screaming our heads off, like, like, you're tricking us, you know? What are you doing? We're sick of this crap. That's how I feel inside. I feel like, yeah! That's where I'm at with the whole thing. I feel, you know, you have to wonder if our, if our ambassadors are feeling this. You know, I, sometimes I, I, I watch uh, Richard Dolan. I read a lot of his books, and I watch his uh, podcast, listen to his podcast, watch his videos, you know, and I see him sometimes saying something like, I, I know in a couple of different videos, that a couple of podcasts that he did, he'll say something like he's he just wants, like he wishes he could see the frustration, but he, but he says it in a nice way. Like he, he wants to get to this next step. Like he wants to, you know, uh, we, we like we're living like basically like like some he's basically what I'm saying too like that we're living in this in this fake reality that there's nothing here basically that's you know the the cons- the, the the bigger consensus right now is that there's nothing here there is no extraterrestrials even though there's a group of us that know for a fact that there are and he's one of those people that knows for a fact even though he didn't have his own experiences but he he's done enough research to know obviously I mean the guy's an historian he has so much great work that he's done but you know you, you know you feel the you, they have to feel this frustration that a lot of us are feeling I, i'm frustrated i'm very frustrated it's like oh my god these people are tricking us right in front of our faces and there's nothing we can do about it they're the ones holding all the all the cards like the, they have the whole 52 cards i'm standing here with nothing in my i got no cards in my hands nothing anyway back to the comments here uh yeah. Mr. Gray Owl also said, I was at a loss for the wor- world. I was at a loss for the word to best describe what we are seeing, and you nailed it. Theater. Yes, theater. It's like, you know, to be or not to be. That is the question. We just shot down a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> there are more things in the heavens and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And that object that we shot down over Alaska today, we don't know what it is yet. It is theater. It's like you're watching, you're watching a modern-day William Shakespeare unfold, you know, in real life. They're just tricking you. Look at the shiny object, you morons. We're, you're dumb. We're smart. We're set on all. We got all the cards in our hand. You got nothing. All right. <clears throat> Well, there's a lot of comments here from Mr. Grayall. It says, a similar tactic in a sales environment to what we are seeing is called a bait and switch. Yep. One is forced to ask oneself, who is our the general public most clear and present danger? The control group must be considered as one of the prime suspects. Yes. Yes. AC30 Media, go birds. That's right. Go Eagles. They. I want to see them win the Silver Bowl. I'm going to have a get-together here this weekend. Can't wait. Cork zone impressions are. This is from Mr. Grail. Cork zone impressions are so funny. You kill me, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it. I'm trying to make it somewhat entertaining too. I mean, it's you know, that's. But it's uh, this is. Um, by by doing by acting but you know just maybe this will get help get the word out better i mean if i'm sitting here just reading reading just stories i'd be putting everyone to sleep but anybody that's turning this on it'd be oh this guy's dull as paint drying on the wall but uh this is i guess this is just the way i am too so um in a way but yeah um 
yeah, it's uh, it, it, I just don't like the the way we're being buffaloed here, and it's just like what I'm seeing here with that you know last week with that Chinese spy balloon, and then you, you saw right. I, I read that one article during that one podcast where they made it sound like, see, uh, this is what they're seeing out there. It's just nothing but Chinese spy balloons. There's no extra. There's no aliens. Yeah, but guess what, chum? You didn't see an alien with your own eyeballs like I did and uh, tens of thousands of other people. I mean, who, how many people actually saw actually beings, encountered beings? You have to wonder. It has to be in the millions, right? It has to be over the, over the decades. Okay, I had a request from someone on the podcast recently, uh, someone named Bam Bam, wanted me to talk about uh, a story here. And you can see the picture here. Uh, you see that picture? He's probably, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this picture before, and you know what it is. And this was an, an event that happened in 1979 where, where this guy uh, saw, you know, was taking a walk, and he ran into this, came upon this object that obviously uh, was very strange, and there was these two two things out of uh, sitting by it that came out and rolled over him, and then he was all messed up, his clothes were all ripped, and... And then the, and the thing was gone, and he, he ended up trying to, when he finally woke up and he tried to walk away from this, where, where you know, he, he got into his truck and he actually ended up wrecking his vehicle and then walked the rest of the way to his house. And he was, you know, he told the story and it's never been solved. It was investigated by police. So I'm going to, we'll go through this story and talk about it a little bit. And here's an article from the BBC.com that was published in 2019 uh, titled The UFO Sighting Investigated by the Police. By Steve Brocklehurst and there's a lot of different articles online that you could check out with this story and uh, but this is just one of many but uh, I saw this one and I looked through it a little bit and it looked like a pretty good one so we'll go through we're gonna go through this article and talk about it as we go through it it says here when forestry worker Robert Taylor reported seeing an alien spaceship in woods near Livingston 40 years ago it made headlines around the world the dead Detchmont Woods incident is unusual among reported UFO sightings in that it was investigated by the police. Now let me just stop there for a second. There, there's been a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of cases of UFO sightings that have been reported by the police over the over the decades. So I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, there's so many cases in the United States that I know of that have been investigated by police. I mean, there's ten, hundreds, and thousands. I'm sure. But anyway. They treated the rips to Mr. Taylor's trousers as evidence of an assault. Well, I guess, I guess in a way, though, they're talking about the, that he was assaulted, basically, by something from a UFO. And that's makes maybe that's the difference here. Anyway, they treated the rips to Mr. Taylor's trousers as evidence of an assault, but could never quite work out what had happened to him. Well, let me just stop there. I think we could work out what happened to him. He tells us what happened to him. That's what happened to him. That's what happens. See, that's the problem. You know, a lot of people encounter things, right? And they, things happen to them, right? And then they tell they tell the, the general public, they relate, well, this is what happened to me. But the, but the police, they can never make a determination. And, they, and we all just go through the rest of our lives saying, well, nobody still knows what happened to him. No, no. We know what happened to him. He told us what happened to him. And we'll get into that. In his testimony to the police, the 61-year-old described how he saw a 30-foot-high dome-shaped object in a clearing in the forest near the West Lothian New Town, near the West Lothian New Town on 9 November 1979. He told how two spiked spheres then rolled out towards him and as he passed out he was aware of being grabbed on either side of his legs. Mr. Taylor woke up in a disheveled state 
20 minutes later and you can see the object here I'll try to shrink my face here for a second so you can see it yeah you can see it better now see that, that that's pretty weird looking all right <clears throat> can you imagine you're walking down the woods and you see something like this there okay that would be that would be just wild now I spent a lot of time I've, I've talked about this before I spent a lot of when I was a kid I grew up in this little town nearby where I'm living right now and this little town there was a mountain we basically was in a little valley and there was mountains on both sides and I would walk over the mountains all the time all the time and especially during the summer and summertime when there was no school I spent a lot of time over those mountains I never ran into anything like this I never saw anything strange when I was out and about running around over those mountains when I was a kid Anyway, continuing here, it says, Mr. Taylor, who died in 2007, was a respected war hero and teetotal churchgoer. No one doubted that he was sincere in what he believed he had seen, and throughout the rest of his life, he never deviated from his story. He told the police he had been working alone, checking fences, fences and gates at Denchmont Woods at 1030 when he came across the spaceship in a clearing. After the spiked objects rushed out and tried to grab hold of him, all he could remember was a strong smell of burning. See, again, we talked about this yesterday, that there's a, there's sometimes smells associated with UFOs and aliens. We, bad smells a lot of times. Sometimes the aliens stink like, you know, very unpleasant smells, uh, all different kinds. And then sometimes, you know, some UFOs will give off, you know, terrible smells. And this guy here, no different, bad smell. When he came to, the clearing was empty apart from a pattern of deep, regular marks on the ground. He went to his van but was so shaken he drove it into a ditch and had to stagger home in a dazed condition. Imagine that. You're walking, taking, you, you park your truck, you're walking down, taking a, you're walking in the woods, checking out uh, fences and stuff, and then next thing you know, you see this weird object just sitting there on, a, on the ground. All of a sudden, there's these two things come rolling out after you. It's these spiked balls, you know obviously intelligently controlled somehow by something right and then they're rolling all over you and you pass out you wake up the things everything's gone there's big marks in the ground at least he had that kind of evidence though you know physical trace evidence which you know a lot of these bunkers don't ever talk about here, here's another case physical trace evidence marks in the ground to corroborate what the guy the, the guy's story anyway continuing he says when he got to his house and he told his wife Mary he had been attacked by a spaceship thing. Because Mr. Taylor was in such a state, the police were called and officers found themselves inquiring into an assault on a forester by alien beings. Detective Con, Detective Con Ian Work, the scene of crime investigator, arrived at the clearing to find a large gathering of police officers were already there. He told the BBC he saw strange marks on the ground. There were about 32 holes, which were about 3.5 inches in diameter, as well as marks similar to those by the type of caterpillar tracks often fitted to bulldozers. The officer went to Mr. Taylor's employer, Livingston Development Corporation, to see if the machinery they had could solve the mystery. After examining every piece of machinery they had up there, we did not find anything to, any, anything to match, he said. The police officer said that the unusual marks on the ground were only to be found in the clearing where Mr. Taylor had experienced his reported close encounter. So, 
So basically, it looks like whatever it was was only in that one spot where he said he saw that thing, and there was nothing that led anywhere or was anywhere else, just in that one spot where he said he saw the thing. So obviously, the thing must have landed, and then it took off, just like the guy said it must have happened. What must have happened? Uh, continuing here. <clears throat> uh where was i uh, after examining every piece of machine they had up there we did not find anything to match the police officer said that the unusual marks on the ground were only to be found in the clearing where mr taylor had experienced his reported close encounter these marks just arrived detective con wark said they did not come from anywhere or go anywhere they just arrived as though a helicopter or something had landed from the sky yeah, landed from the sky it was obviously is extraterrestrial that's the answer the answer here is it was extraterrestrial okay there's no that there's no sitting around wondering, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of wondering that that you have to do. What were they doing? What were the aliens up to? But you know, a lot of people will will go through life and we don't know what it was. No, no, we do know what it was. It was extraterrestrial. It had to be. What else could it be? That's the only answer, right? Uh, anyway, <clears throat> the police report from the time said the marks on the ground indicated an object of several tons. At, at, Tons had stood there, but there was nothing to show that it had been driven or towed away. P uh, PC William Douglas wrote, There appeared to be no rational explanation for these marks. As part of the police investigation, Mr. Taylor's ripped trousers were sent for forensic examination, but this was many years before modern DNA techniques, so analysis concentrated on how the damage had been done. Police forensics said the trousers seemed to have been damaged by something hooking them and moving up. The trousers are now in the possession of Malcolm Robinson, a ufologist who has been investigating such cases since the Detchmont incident. He said they were police-issue blue serge trousers and the type of rips in them did not happen by getting snagged as Mr. Taylor crawled away on the ground. Mr. Robinson, so there you go. Mr. Robinson, who has, been given, who has given lectures on the incident across the UK, Holland, France, and the USA, and written a book on the subject, said it was one of the most incredible cases in the world. It's an awesome case. Awesome case. So basically, he basically was able to show, Mr. Uh, Robinson was able to show that, you know, the, 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 it wasn't because he was crawling away. These objects tore his pants up while he was not moving, while he was just sitting there, while he was on the ground. He said it was one of a few hardcore cases that defied any explanation. Well, let's just, again, people say this all the time. It defies explanation. No, it doesn't. It does not defy explanation. I, I put to you that it, uh, that there is an explanation. The explanation is that there was an extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial craft on some sort of mission for we don't know. And unfortunately, this guy was just walking around and he was attacked by two things that came out of this thing with spike two balls with spikes on them and then it knocked them out and next thing you know he woke up and the thing was gone it was extraterrestrial that's there that, that's the explanation i mean we don't know what it was doing or why it attacked them and all that stuff that we don't have any explanation for that but we do have an explanation the explanation it was extraterrestrial see this is this is the part that again i want to get to this point well people we we're, people act stupid i mean i've been watching documentaries on this uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen them. You know, there are documentaries on this thing. We don't know what it was. It's never been solved. Well, yeah. No, well, what's really the solve other than, yeah, we. What were they doing there? Yeah, that, that, we don't know that. What What were the extraterrestrials up to? Yeah, that that that's mysterious, and we don't know what they're doing. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're collecting leaves off trees. I mean, that. Who cares, right? But we know that this, something happened to this guy, right? He 
obviously something from out of this world uh, interfered with his life and, and caused him damage. You know, sent out two balls with spikes sticking out on that rolled under some sort of remote, obviously remote control somehow. It was extraterrestrial. That's the answer. Anyway, uh, continuing. There are many theories about what actually happened to Mr. Taylor. These include everything from hallucinatory berries to black ball lightning and a mirage of the planet Venus. Woo! 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 Wow. Anymore, when I hear dumb things like that, like dumb explanations like that, like, you know how, like, when somebody like, when somebody says something really, like, crazy, or, like, you know, uh, usually it, when somebody talks about a UFO experience, you might have somebody in the background going, woo, wow, woo. That's crazy, right? Anymore, when I hear, like, debunking explanations like this, I'm going to go, woo. This, these people are nuts. Who came up with that? Venus? That's not what the, the guys just told you what happened to them. Hallucinatory, uh, Berries. What kind of hallucination? That would be intense hallucination. Let me tell you something that tears up your pants. Hallucinations that. Oh, what, what's it like that one movie, Forbidden Planet, where you, where you, where you, uh, what do these berries have the the potential to create the the give you a life without instrumentalities, where you could just sit there and dream up uh, uh, things and they happen to you in reality? Then like things uh, you can manifest uh, objects like this from your from your mind. I mean, what kind of ridiculous explanation is that? Ball. Uh, black ball lightning come on come on i mean it's, uh, the 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 debunking explanations are, always sound stupider than the extraterrestrial explanation a lot of the times and this is one of those cases uh continuing a medical explanation could lie in an epileptic seizure being suffered by mr taylor but there was no evidence of this gathered at the time there wasn't no epileptic seizure he told you what happened see again people just don't want to accept it you something happens in these cases something happens oh well it must be uh black ball lightning yeah you know you know maybe he saw the planet venus you know that's what it might have been and he passed out for unknown reasons you know what there's berries out there man what if he accidentally ate a couple of them and he had hallucinations and then he tore up his own pants somehow and he imagined it all right or man you know what it took an epileptic seizure yeah yeah you know those kids at aerial school you know what it was it was a traveling puppeteer show so uh, yeah uh, the the puppet guy the guy who was in charge you know what uh yeah the teacher he he must have known when the teachers were uh you know when the teachers were going to have a, a conference and the kids are going to be outside so he hurried up and got all his puppeteer troop out there and they, they hurried up and did a little uh uh you know show for the kids and the kids thought they were seeing aliens and the then they had these alien dolls that they made up and they and they actually were somehow able to send in telepathic messages into the kids brain somehow and then they then they drove away you know somehow before anybody ever only the kids saw it Woo! In her police statement, his wife Mary said, had said Mr. Taylor had no history of mental illness, but had contracted meningitis 14 years earlier. So I guess they're going to, they're going to, maybe they're going to blame it on meningitis that happened 14 years earlier. You know. She said the treatment was successful, although in July of that year he had suffered a series of headaches and was admitted to the city hospital in Edinburgh. In his statement, Mr. Taylor said that after the UFO incident, he was examined by the local doctor who called at his house. The doctor suggested he should go to nearby Bangor Hospital for a checkup and x-ray. After waiting for two hours at the hospital, he got fed up and left without being examined. Detective Conwark said he could go along with the theory about the epileptic fit. But what about the marks on the ground, he said. Yes, there you go. 
So during so what so during his epileptic fit, so I guess the debunkers will have you believe the people the the epileptic fit the people who were hanging their hat on the epileptic fit theory, right? They'll have you believe that while he was in the midst of this epileptic fit, he had some sort of a shovel or something or some sort of you know strong something to make dig holes in the ground to make it look like there was an object there. See again, none of this. Again, we're just like pretend we're acting dumb. We're acting dumb when it's an obvious it's extraterrestrial. That's the answer. <sighs> okay, continuing. Uh, the former police officer cannot bring himself to say he believes Mr. Taylor saw an alien spaceship. Of course he can't. You know why he can't? Because the stigma. If I say I believe he saw extraterrestrials, people will think I'm crazy then. Because we, the government a long time ago established this stigmatization program. Even though I'm not even thinking about that right now. But because there is stigma associated with this, you know what? I'll just say, maybe I'll just say he's nuts. Uh, then he continues here. The, uh, the police chief said, uh, I'd have to see it myself to believe it, he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 But he said he interviewed Mr. Taylor three times and he never changed his story. Of course he never changed his story because this really happened to him. You know, it really happened to him. But the detective can't bring himself to say, at least publicly, at least publicly, he's not going to detect. Aliens, are you kidding me? <laughs> You'd have to be crazy. <laughs> uh, he believed what he saw and there was no way he could make that up. Detective Conwark said, okay. If you believe what he saw, there was no way he could make it up. There you go. Then why? Then they, I guess we're all. Then, I guess you should have believed what he told you in the first place. Then I guess not, though. You can't admit that publicly because you don't want people to think you're nuts. Forty years on, the Detchmont incident has passed into legend. Last year, a UFO trail opened up, which takes people to the spot where a new town forestry foreman call, claims he saw an alien spaceship. Okay, there we go. So, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? extraterrestrial everyone extraterrestrial okay let me see okay where was i and in the and the, in the okay mr gray i was laughing his head off here just when i thought you couldn't get better you start the, the classical theater <laughs> you are becoming a national treasure he says wow that's uh Bro, I'm too high for this. Somebody's watching this. Okay. Isabella says, so wait now. The U.S. government says, what was shot? Yeah, I talked about that earlier. And uh, uh, an object about the size of a small car they shot down. Probably some sort of a drone or something. Right? Who knows? Ned says, so obviously the man was telling the truth. I think I heard of this one. He also had marks on his body. Yes, he did. He was hurt. He was beat up. He, had, I, he was all bruised and stuff. Yeah, he definitely was beat up. And then Ned also says, yeah, Venus rolled out of the UFO and attacked them. David Worski says, just as the aerial school kids never changed their story even decades later. And then Ned says, he ate some magic mushrooms, man. Yeah. Even if he did all of that, you're still not going to, you still, you know, any kind of hallucination is not going to come accompanied with actual physical trace evidence. So again, we play these games, we play these idiotic games, and we, we act like we don't know what it is. It's the biggest mystery. We still don't have any answer. No, the answer is clear. The answer is clear. It was obviously some sort of an extraterrestrial spaceship. Hey, let's look at the look at the drawing here. Let's look at this drawing here again. Where's the drawing at? Here's it. He drew the drew the object. Okay, and let me shrink myself here so you can see it better. Yeah, I'm gonna make myself look at that, I'm shrinking. Okay. Look at this. This is very clear. This does not look like it's something that uh 
we we have uh, in the inventory. Okay, we don't have this. We don't have something like that. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm going out with my saucer and uh, spike uh, remote control spike balls that roll around and run over people and knock them out. And you know, I'll be back later, Mom. We we don't have these kind of things. We just don't. We just don't. And we're kidding yourself. We're kidding you. You're kidding yourself if you think you do. If you think we do, we just don't have stuff like that does this. Again, the guy came upon something. He was obviously in the wrong place at the right time or the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the right time or the right place at the wrong time or whatever way you want to put it. But obviously this guy walked into this, walked into a uh, a jackpot. He walked into a jackpot. Next thing you know, you're walking. I'm saying, can you imagine? Think about what this poor guy went through. You're walking down, you know, you're walking through the woods. The next thing you know, you see this thing sitting there. Right, with two spiked balls coming at you. The next thing you know, you're getting rolled over by these things. You know, like yeah, he 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 uh, unintentionally walked into a jackpot. He had no idea. It was like everything was all fine and dandy. Next thing you know, ah! And then he wakes up and he tells a story. Then you know, the police chief, you know, the, all the evidence is there that corroborates it. But yet, I I can't believe the guy. I need to see it to believe it. Must have been hallucinating on. Uh, hallucinatory berries you know we never know now maybe it was venus you know what might have been a combination you know it was probably he probably was eating some hallucinatory berries and he looked up and he saw venus and then he imagined the ball right and uh yeah yeah that's basically basically what's going on here but yeah again there's this is a great case and i'm glad this person brought it up i i i wanted to thank you bam bam for re, uh re, uh wanting to for recommending this because you know something i did think about a few times but i never talked about it but yeah it's again it's another case of uh reality is staring you right in the face but we're not going to accept it right that's basically what this is this this story boils down to yeah you know we you, you hear the guy's story you know what he said and uh but yet uh, <laughs> we don't know no we do know we do know i know i know Okay, I'm going to check the comments out here. <sighs> yeah, okay. It looks like that's it. I'm going to... I mean, let's see how long I've been going on here now. For a good bit, it looks like. Wow, yeah, a good while. But hey, I want to thank everyone that uh, chimed in today and uh, provided some commentary. And uh, yes, it was a lot of fun. And I think I'm going to start doing some live podcasts more often. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I worried before, you know, because, you know, I do these, I sit down and I, I think about what I'm going to talk about. And then sometimes, you, you know, I'll start doing one and it, it doesn't, I don't like the way it's going. Then I'll start it over. And I was worried about that with doing live streams. But you know what? The heck with it. You know, if I stumble over some words or, or whatever, you know, I don't think anyone out there is going to hold it against me. But anyway, it was a lot of fun today. And uh, I'm glad there was uh, quite a few people stopped in and chatted. Uh, with me and provided some comments and I really greatly appreciate it so until next time